and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Thanks, Cardi B. It's nice to have you on the show. Welcome back once again to Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Karen. Who? <laughs> I love that term, using that all the time. Yeah, but I'm not... How you doing, Crow? Okay. You're yeah. not you're not a middle aged suburban mom on Hello. Facebook who knows everything. I am no Karen. With a uh, University of Clickbait diploma. <laughs> as Larry says. All right, we have a ton to talk about, but I saw this one article that pissed me off from Slate, which, okay, it's from Slate, so I was mad going in. Um, And just as a little bit of a background, this is an article about the Wisconsin Supreme Court trying to take away Governor Tony Evers' power because the Wisconsin Constitution says he can only have the powers for 60 days. Right. And on May 12th, he's passed that. So a couple days ago, the court started hearing this. Um, But Evers, remember, was trying to have mail-in voting for the state, and the the progressives were all up in arms about it because they said the Republicans are trying to fix the election by lowering turnout, stopping people from coming um, because they'd be scared of the COVID thing. They wanted to take away people's right because they wouldn't have a mail-in. They had to put their lives at risk to vote. So, of course, liberals wouldn't do that and conservatives would because they don't care about life. So, wait, I'm cons- confused. The liberals got upset because they wanted to push mail-in voting or because they, they were wanted, trying to suppress mail-in no, voting? No, they wanted mail-in voting. Because and, mail-in voting is a great way for fraud to happen. Right. Now, not to get too far off here, the difference between mail-in voting and um, Ballot absentee harvesting. ballots. Oh, okay. So, like, a, a lot of states now... Not a lot. I think five or six have strictly mail-in voting, but you request a ballot. They don't just send one to you. Yeah. The Democrats right now are pushing. We just send a ballot to everybody. Right, and then that leads to that ballot leads harvesting. To tons of fraud. Yeah. Or if you've got, uh, and this is part of the reason they don't make unions vote, you know, like they used to, like where you walk into a room, put your ballot in one of the boxes. Um, if you get into a domestic abuse situation where maybe the husband roughs the wife up a little bit, and she wants to vote a certain way, now he's going to say, sit here and fill out your ballot. You know, that yeah. kind of thing. Yep. Whatever. Anyway, or, you know, uh, newly minted voters in a household generally don't agree with their parents. They may not want to do that either, you know? So the parents will just take the uh, ballots and fill them in and send them. Or just tell the kid how to vote. Yeah. You know, whatever. Anyway, so because the state Supreme Court in Wisconsin said, hey, you have to, no, you have to have regular voting. Six-foot distancing, all that stuff. Democrats said that stops Democrats from voting, but not Republicans, which is stupid. Yeah. And they said this really came down to, this was the presidential primary, but this really came down to there was a conservative uh, state Supreme Court justice who was up for election, and they wanted to fix the election so that he'd stay in. Despite all of this, he lost the election anyway, okay? So their point was stupid. 
But so this article talks about the state Supreme Court's decision, and that that justice is still on. He's not out until July, I think it is, but this will be in this article. So I'll try and skip some of this, but there were so many points along here that got me so pissed off that it's it, this isn't even journalism anymore. This is just all opinion stuff. So uh, Wisconsin Supreme Court's conservative majority looked poised on Tuesday to invalidate the state's COVID-19 safer-at-home rules limiting public gatherings and commercial activity. Its decision could instantly lift public health restrictions, forcibly opening the state. It's not forcibly opening. No. It's allowing it to be open. You don't have to open your business. Uh, And likely accelerating the spread of COVID-19. Possibly, but we're finding out that the rate of death on that is ridiculously low compared to what they said it was. The court's five Republican justices appeared to have no compunction about ending social distancing rules for the rest of the state's citizens, even as they conducted their hearing remotely on Zoom. That wasn't their choice, by the way. On Tuesday, the court heard arguments in Wisconsin Legislature versus Palm, a challenge to the state's safer-at-home rules. As the name indicates, the case was brought by the Wisconsin Legislature, which is controlled by Republicans, even though Democrats won the majority of the popular vote in the 2018 legislative election, which doesn't fucking matter, because that's not how we elect people, thanks to the nation's worst partisan gerrymandering. And it has a link to that, which, to be honest, I didn't bother to go into read, because I've read enough of those gerrymandering articles on both sides. GOP lawmakers were contesting Department of Health Services Secretary's Andrea Palm's authority to issue the order that shuttered schools and non-essential businesses while curbing residents' ability to travel or gather in groups. Palm is an appointee of Democratic Governor Tony Evers. Since Evers' election, Republican legislature has sought to strip the executive branch of powers and render the governor ineffectual. Because, you know, Democrats never do that with, Mm. like, a president. Uh, Tuesday's oral arguments indicated the legislature was an ally has an ally in the Wisconsin Supreme Court, which currently is 5-2 to conservative majority. Uh, One conservative justice, Daniel Kelly, lost his seat to a liberal in April, but will remain a lame duck through July. That was the one we talked about. The conservative bloc, minus Kelly, who recused, notoriously reinstated the April election after Evers attempted to postpone it, forcibly forcing residents to risk infection by casting votes in person. Doesn't that affect everybody equally? You know, but I love this. They they pass over the fact that he was he was in on the decision, but recused himself because he was up for election. That's that's stuff they always say justices should be doing. Right. And he did it and he gets no credit for it. At last count, dozens of coronavirus infections in the state have been linked to the election. So they think they think there's 52, I believe. Palm gives these justices the opportunity to squat down the governor's the governor's efforts to protect Wisconsinites from the virus. Blech. Yeah, they know better. They can, they can protect us. We should listen to them. As Ian Milheiser wrote in Vox, another unbiased uh, news source, the case reflects the re- legislature's frustration that it gave the state's health service secretary so much authority in the first place. State law grants sweeping powers and duties to the Department of Health during a public emergency, including... The ability to, to, quote, forbid public gatherings in schools, churches, and other places to control outbreaks and epidemics, unquote. Now that the Democrat controls the executive branch, Republicans want to strip Palm of her prerogative to exercise these powers. That is untrue. 
Right. What they want to do is stick to the Constitution that this article keeps citing that says you get to do it for 60 days. Yeah. And they keep trying to go beyond it. Same thing's happening in Michigan. Instead, they insist she must go through an onerous process that includes a mandatory waiting period and must also receive legislative input. Gosh, it's sort of like how our country works with checks and balances. Under this regime, legislative leaders could use public hearings to delay the order, and a legislative committee could suspend it, forcing the agency to start over. During a pandemic, this procedural obstacle would effectively give the virus a week-long head start over over the government. As we record this, there are fewer than 400 people in Wisconsin who've died. Most of them are in Milwaukee and Madison. The rest of the state accounts for almost none. We should not be shutting the state down over this. And the fact that you want to have a legislative process to do it makes it even better. So it may or may not be good policy, this is the article again, uh, to let the Department of Health Services shut down the state during outbreaks and academics without legislative approval. So he concedes that point. But this is what the law permits, leaving out, of obviously, the part where the uh, powers are limited by time. But that is what Wisconsin law permits. The legislature seeks to nullify Palm's order and compel her to craft a new one. With its help, the law they would, uh, the law that they wrote be damned. This is just so dishonest. Republican legislatures have consistently downpaid the threat of COVID and opposed stringent stay-at-home rules. For good reason, I think. So to win uh, legislative approval, Palm's replacement order would have to be significantly more lenient. Republicans want to force Palm's hand by killing her current order in court, leaving her to choose between a watered-down substitute or nothing at all. Uh, Just the pretentiousness of the way this is being written. Yeah. Like, you're stupid if you disagree with me, is one of the things I couldn't stand. But we're, we're getting into the good stuff. So the Supreme Court appears all too happy to oblige. Although the case does not involve the state constitution, Justice Rebecca Bradley, a Republican, framed Palm's order as an egregious restriction of of their, quote-unquote, inherent rights. Where in the constitution, Bradley asked, did the people of Wisconsin confer the authority on a single unelected cabinet secretary to compel almost six million people to stay at home, close their businesses, and face imprisonment if they don't comply, with no input from the legislature without consent of the people? Isn't it the very definition of tyranny for one person to order people to be imprisoned for working among other ordinary lawful activities? I think that's a completely reasonable statement. Absolutely. It's a hell of a question for a Supreme Court justice to ask. But, you know, because she's an evil Republican, she wants to kill you. Yeah. Uh, Colin Roth, the assistant attorney general defending Palm's order, tried to explain that, quote, the Constitution provides. See, first of all, she said it, he said it didn't involve it. And now he's quoting now he's the bringing it up. attorney yeah. bringing it up. <clears throat> the Constitution provides that the legislature may enact statutes to protect the public health. And that is exactly what the legislature has done. No, it's not. No. And he added that Palm is, quote, clearly accountable to the people in the same way the governor is. Not true. Unquote. If the people don't like her, they can vote out Evers in 2022 or even recall him. But Bradley disagreed, comparing Palm's order to the racist executive order mandating the internment of Japanese immigrants and Japanese Americans during World War II, which the Supreme Court notoriously upheld in Korematsu versus United States. Uh, quote, in your direction, Bradley told to Roth, to uh, another time in history in the Korematsu decision where 
The court said the need for action was great and time was short and that they justified, and I'm quoting, assembling together and placing guard under all Japanese, uh, all those under Japanese ancestry assembly centers during World War II. Bradley then implied that Paul might force Wisconsinites to into, uh, didn't, in, Bradley implied that Paul might force Wisconsinites into internment camps, as in Korematsu, if the court did not step in. Could the secretary, asked Roth, under this broad delegation of legislative power or legislative-like power, order people out of their homes and into centers where they are properly socially distanced in order to combat, combat the pandemic? Sure. It's possible because they've gone into people's homes and right. broken up stuff. Yep. Um, Roth attempted to explain that, of course, if the secretary tried into herd law-abiding citizens, Wisconsinites, into detention centers, they could sue for violations of their individual liberties. So the onerous legislative process through the courts is bad if you want to write a, write a pandemic law, but it's okay if someone wants to sue for their rights to not be imprisoned. But Bradley seemed shocked by the uh, proposition that residents may have to go into court to protect their rights, even though that is how our constitutional democracy normally functions. So good for me, not good for of you. Of course. We've seen a lot of that. She also compared the coronavirus to the seasonal flu, telling the logical consequences, and this is the trap, didn't compare them to the flu, didn't say anything about the infection. I don't give a shit at this point if you do. The logical consequence of your argument, counsel, is that Palm could step in uh, and do this every single flu season because the flu kills tens of thousands of people every year in America, and it's and that's a communicable disease. Uh, it says, in reality, the coronavirus is much deadlier than the flu, hence Palm's drastic step to contain it. The point is this is a slippery slope. Yeah. So this isn't the first time Bradley has dismissed the severity of the virus. In March, he opposed an order halting uh, non-criminal jury trials, writing that it was necessary to protect the public. So pointing out pointing out that the that they hyperventilated and they overstated the, the deadliness of this means that you're just denying that it's, yeah, that it's absolutely. serious. Fuck you. So anyway, there's, I'm trying to find this. I'm trying not to go too long in this, which I've already done. But um, the, uh, they had one. So Chief Justice Patience uh, Ragansack, God, what a name, most likely tried to, mo mostly tried to stop her colleagues from talking over one another, but appearance, but appears she does not make this, take this pandemic seriously either. At one point, Roth presented an eloquent argument comparing the coronavirus to a wildfire spreading across the state. Right now, the fire is smoldering. And if the government starts uh, lifting these restrictions, he said, this is the, the one arguing for the uh, state, it's going to pop back up. As an example, Roth cited Brown County, Wisconsin, where just two weeks ago, COVID-19 surged almost tenfold from 60 to 800. These are just cases, by the way, not deaths. Ragansack just jumped in, then jumped in. These were due to meatpacking, though. That's where Brown County got the flare. It wasn't just regular folks in Brown County. Uh, and so basically this article goes on to say that asking that question is just terrible because uh, what, meat packers aren't regular well, folks? And what about but, but the people the, they take it home to? And here's the thing about the meat packing plants is the reason this hat, they flared up the meat, meat packing is because they've been – there have been shutdowns nationwide of these processing facilities. And, you know, what they've been doing with these workers, they've been sending them to other meatpacking plants. I know. And so, yeah, you're, that's a vector for um, infection. So it's just there, there's a lot of things being handled, let's put it mildly, poorly by the government, which is what the government does. And here's, here's my opinion of 
what should have happened. They should have, if they thought this was, and I've said this a few times, it's not, this is not an existential threat to their civilization, to our, to our people. Uh, if they thought that this virus was that bad, they should have immediately gone into a whole lockdown, like a, like, um, called this, you know, got the military involved, declared martial law and delivered food to every property, put it on their step and say, we're going to do this for two weeks. Don't leave your house home. You're going to be arrested. Anything short of that, then it's not an existential threat. Yeah. If you have liquor stores open, if you have people buying lottery tickets, if you have, um, you know, you're handpicking what's, what's important, what's not important, it doesn't fucking matter. So two more quick things. One, at one point, basically the author uh, said one of the Republicans was mansplaining to one of the other ones. They didn't actually say that. No, but basically that's what they implied. implied. That said um, uh, one of the, and I think it was Kelly, this one was leaving. He was talking and the other one sort of interrupted him. And he goes, I'll finish my question. Thank you. You know, and it's like, oh, just talk down to the Southern Justice. Well, you fucking interrupted him. Yeah. But here's the part that's going to set you off. Okay. So the right wing of the court, and this, and this is one will be done. However, seem totally detached from the crisis, once again indifferent to the human lives at stake. Fuck you. Um, they, here's, you ready? You're going to flip the table. They favored an abstract con, con, conception of liberty over every Wisconsinite's concrete interest in surviving this emergency, framing Palm as a tyrant itching to oppress the citizenry rather than a public health expert striving to stop a deadly virus in accordance with her state's laws and constitution. Oh, she's a hero. She's a true is. hero. I mean, she is noble, yeah. beyond noble. I mean, everybody opposing her is basically villains. I don't know. what You know, I looked up. I wanted Selfish. to find a picture of her, and I couldn't remember her name. So I just looked up noble and virtuous, yeah. and her picture wasn't in there. And you know what? Everybody opposing her, they're, they're just selfish. They just want haircuts. Oh, wait a minute. Who wanted a haircut and needed it done? Was that the... Uh, was that that walleye no, bitch want, from? She wanted her hair did. She wanted her hair did. Uh, was she a mayor? Chicago of, mayor. Mayor of Chicago. This, if you guys didn't see this press conference she gave, where she when she got caught getting getting a haircut when she told her, told no, all the businesses. She's uh, like, look, and, I'm the face of this city. Yeah, and I can't do this myself, so I had to get it done. I and, had to get a haircut. And I'm a person who my uh, my hygiene is very important to me. Yeah. So. So yeah, if if I so be, I went and yeah, got a haircut. What's important to me is important. You understand? What's important to you is not important. Well, this is like we said before when President Obama, former President Obama, was out golfing, not social distancing yeah. at his private club that's closed. Yep. So you, if you belong to it, you can't go, but the president can. And then the next day, his wife is on the DC on a DC robocall to home saying, "Hey, do you your need, part. Stay at you home. Need to do your part." The governor of uh, Illinois, his wife went shopping in florida didn't quarantine herself when she got there by the way so then someone asked him in the press conference hey didn't your wife go shopping in florida and he goes hey that's my private business ah. there used to be a time in politics when uh we kept families out of it i find your question reprehensible <laughs> i'm like are you fucking kidding every question after that from every reporter should have been about the wife um, being yeah. out and do, going against and being a hypocrite, him being a hypocrite. Every fucking question, if if they had any integrity. Yeah, but they don't. Yeah, we we have to stop expecting them to have it. Mm. But this, I mean, this article is so bad. There's no objectivity to it at all. Right. I mean, it's just like, 
oh, these fucking Republicans. They just want everyone to die. No, you're an idiot and you don't understand how this virus works. Eight weeks ago, maybe you had a point. But now we get it. We know it's not killing everybody. It's not running rampant. And people staying at home will not stop the virus. That whole point, go back and check because there's this weird thing of video and sometimes people are on it. And I know it gets played back for them. That's a bitch. Um, But the whole thing was slowing the spread. It's like we weren't going to stop it. We just didn't want hospitals to be overwhelmed. They aren't overwhelmed. Not even fucking close. As a matter of fact... The fact that they stopped all these elective surgeries and surgeries and and uh, procedures that probably, fr- quite frankly, could could save somebody a lot of pain and maybe even death by getting a lump checked out. But since you know it's not an emergency, I'm not going to go. I'll wait until this is lifted. Um, the fact that they closed down all that means that a lot of these doctors and nurses are getting sent home. They don't have they don't have work to do. Yeah. Um, not, not to mention these fucking TikTok videos, but because they're so fucking bored. Oh um, my god. Oh, no, but they're just showing that we're human beings, too, and that we're, they're trying to bolster people's spirits. See, that's that's the reason for doing these, these fucking TikTok videos. How dare you question them on yeah. National Nurses Day? I mean, they're fucking Day. heroes. They're on basically, National yeah. Nurses Day. If we recorded this on Sunday, would you swear at your mother? <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. You got anything else you want to add on that? Uh, I mean, we're going to be talking about tangentially the same thing. Um, so I don't know if you heard about this, but there's a suit from 11 states, Minnesota being one of them. I don't know the other states. I don't think, excuse me, that this is a partisan issue, but they're, uh, suing some meat packers because they believe that they're price fixing. So to explain this, um, they aren't by the way, well, we don't know. Mm. It's, it's possible that it could be happening. And, uh, so the the packing plants got shut down for a while, which means all of this cattle that was coming in, all this livestock that was going to be slaughtered, pigs, all this stuff, putting them down by the thousands. Yeah. Right? So they're just being euthanized. So the price of cattle or livestock has dropped below where it's ever been. Historically, it's tanked. But because the plants get to decide how much output they're going to have, and they have a shortage cause because of that, they get those packing companies who get to determine whether or not they open their plant um, because Trump's got them under order now to open. But they can stall with all the safety measures they want. The price for packaged meat goes up. So what they're buying at is at a low and what they're selling at is a high. Now, you could say that's just how it's working out or you could say this is a little bit more nefarious. But I do like that they're looking into that. And I have friends who will say, well, that's what capitalism will do to you. No, dummy. That's not capitalism. The government There's stepped in and fucked up the huge government market. involvement. Every time capitalism seems to run amok, it's not – if you look into it, it's because government got involved. Yeah. Um, the, the the price of meat, pork, and beef and all that is going to go up uh, regardless of what happens right now. We've had um, – I've been seeing story after story about the fact that, you know, like you said, they're they're actually killing off their livestock. Um, and who's doing it? Who knows? The there initially the FDA was putting out guidelines saying, well, some of these um, uh, ranchers don't have the facilities to humanely or to uh, efficiently get rid of their livestock, and they don't know where to put them. They don't, you know, do you bury them? Or do you have a landfill? What do you do? Yeah. So their FDA came out and said, hey, you you um, processing plants, you have to open for business, but just you're killing floor. Just basically, you just have to dispose of 
of these animals for these ranchers. Trump stepped in and said, no, if we're going to open them, we're going to open them for production, for full, sorry, for, for full production, which I like, but I don't know. I'm not an insider. I don't know how this all works. Uh, sounds good to me. Um, but the, the fact that they, it's not just the meat. It's everything. It's every product, everything, any, any farmable, anything farmed. There's crops going right now. Right. Getting like bulldozed or getting uh, uh, um, plowed, under. plowed under because they have there, there's that bottleneck happening right now right. at these production plants and these these packaging plants. You can't get from the farmer or from the rancher to the consumer without going through these plants without right. without the bottleneck now it would be great if we had that ability and you probably do to a certain extent if you got money and time you can find your local rancher your yeah, local locally. farmer and go hey i i know they're not buying from you can you sell me half a cow i got a freezer i can put it in and they probably would yeah they still have to get a but it's still really difficult because they're not yeah they're it's, not it's, killing it's them difficult to do that but so let me give you a different example first of all to use your your vegetables, your growable example, the cost of that stuff is not going up like the cost of meat is. And the cost of meat is going up high. But look at gas, for example. Oil, a couple weeks ago, was so low they were giving it away because they they couldn't, I mean, they were selling at a loss because they didn't have anywhere to store it and they had to move it along. So accordingly, the price of gas dropped. Now, there is some government involvement in the manipulation of price of gas. But by contrast, they're saying, the price of the thing coming in, the, the livestock, is lower than it's ever been, and the cost of the output is higher. Now, there could be a lot of reasons for that, and some of them could be nefarious. So I'm fine if they look into it. Yeah, I guess looking into it's fine, but I'm, I guess I'm just prepared myself to know that pretty much everything, gas is going to skyrocket, and if it doesn't skyrocket... Uh, out of just natural means, are Democrats, governors, and Democrat Democrat legislatures going to use this this whole thing as an excuse to put tax upon tax on oh, it yeah. anyway? And they're going to say the cost of gas has never been cheaper, so you can yeah. afford the tax right. right now. And they will do it. The and tax they'll do that it. will never go away. And they'll do it without any compunction, without any guilt. They'll they'll feel justified in doing it. Well, that's because everything yeah. they do is justified. So gas is going to – everybody that's sitting here on your fat, uh, you know, stimulus – or not st- stimulus. Um, yeah, your it's a COVID, check. Well, your COVID checks and your and your extra money. On, Trump bucks. Trump bucks and your extra money. And by the way, I did get a – I got the Trump bucks and then direct deposited. And then a few weeks later, I got the letter in the mail. Did you, did you get that? No. With tr- big Trump signature on the bottom saying, hey, nope. you know, we gave you money. Trump signature on the bottom. Nope. <laughs> it's pretty funny. But um, – the the I'm fully expecting that you're living large. Your bank account. A lot of people have more money in their account now than they did before this happened because they're making more money being unemployed. If you make under twenty five dollars an hour, I think is what they were saying that you're actually and you're unemployed or you're partially unemployed. You're making more money now, and people are not going out as much, so they're actually saving a little bit of money, um, not driving and all that. So they're looking at these bank accounts are like boy this is great and we can't wait and we can start going out and spending money hold on to that money or invest it or, or figure out what to do with it because hard times are coming can we play this back for you yeah hard times are coming you're gonna have nothing's free you're gonna pay for this gas is gonna skyrocket property taxes are gonna skyrocket there's gonna be fee upon fee that you didn't think about that they're gonna add to, to everything that that aren't gonna call taxes but pretty much are so i was talking to a neighbor the other day who's who's sort of a squishy liberal I mean, like, not hardcore, just left to center and is like, you know, still is going to blame a lot of this stuff on Trump and everything. 
um, and I said to him, I go, let me just put this in perspective for you. Seven weeks ago, the, the Minnesota state budget was showing a surplus. Uh, and these are sort of guesstimates. Surplus of $1.5 billion. We are now projecting a budget shortfall of about $2.2 billion. Oh, that's just a little bit So more. from 1.5 to the good to 2.2 to the bad, that is almost a $4 billion swing in eight weeks. And the state is not going to be able to make that up. They can't cut enough to make it happen. And they're not going to want to cut anything. Right. In fact, they're going to say there's some things they should throw more money at. Right. They will. Absolutely. Food stamps and all yeah. that stuff. And it's going to be a slog in Minnesota because right now we're the only state that's got a bicameral. No, that's the wrong. A split. A split. A bipartisan yeah. state legislature. Yeah. We have a Democrat House, Republican. Uh, Senate. Senate. Yeah. And they are not agreeing. At all. Walls wants to pass this bonding bill, and the Senate is saying, we're not even touching it until you decide to start getting rid of some of these restrictions. Yeah. So, but Walls is, I think he's starting to loosen up under the pressure because he's saying, well, we're going to have to take a look around and see what happens with some of these states. Well, it's funny. These there's We, we mentioned one of the protests by um, uh, Mar- Marnie and Marnie Michelle. Michelle. Um, they're not the only group protesting. There's three or four different groups, and they all have huge turnouts at these protests. So he's get, they're getting protests like three, four times a week. It's not just like once a week in one group. It's a it's a lot of groups that are doing it, and they're getting a lot of people to show up, and it's kind of showing. It's not just this, you know, they're trying to, you know, the news tries to dismiss it as like just a you know small group of people getting together. No, they can't. It's, it's going on, and it's a lot of fucking people that are pissed off about it, and they're getting to the point where people are going to open regardless. Well, and they're starting to become emboldened, and there's, I think, two examples we want to talk about here. The first one is this hairdresser in Texas mm-hmm. the other day. So she opened her she opened her store. Yeah, I've got this. And the, the city came in. Where What was it, Dallas? She's a suburb of Dallas, I think. I've got a, an article here. So this is from uh, BPR, Business and Politics. Judge says, apologize for being selfish or go to jail. Backlash builds as Dallas salon owner is sentenced. So Shelley Luther was sentenced to jail by Democrat Judge Eric Moye, M-O-Y-E, for reopening her Dallas hair salon to feed her children. Um, Shelley Luther was sentenced to seven days and fined for refusing to offer a groveling apology to Democratic Judge Eric Moye for opening her shop in defiance of Texas shutdowns. Isn't it amazing that in Texas this is happening? Uh, No, because there are some, just like in any other state, well, Minnesota is a very blue state, but we've got some diehard Republican. Yeah, but you never people just don't think of Texas as being like this. So it's just it still feels just weird to hear this coming from Texas. Luther is the owner of a salon of Salon Alamode in Dallas. She reopened her hair salon two weeks ago after closing it in March because without it, she has no income. The judge issued a cease and desist order commanding her to close her business. She reacted by ripping up the cease and desist order at a protest last week. Luther said she was exercising proper safety precautions at her shop, including taking customers' temperatures and giving them masks upon entry. She said she can't afford to keep her Dallas hair salon closed indefinitely, and neither can her employees. In court, Judge Moye demanded that Luther do the following or he threw her in jail apologize for quote unquote being selfish for keeping her shop open 
shut down until Friday, which was May 8th, and pay a fine. Luther responded by saying she's not selfish for wanting to feed her two daughters, so she took the jail time instead of bending the knee. I have no choice, Luther said in court. I need to feed my family, and my stylist could not feed feed their families. District Judge Eric Moyer angrily groused, Your actions were selfish, putting your own interests ahead of the community in which you live. You disrespected the orders of the state, the country, and this city. Uh, She goes, I have to disagree with you, sir, when you say that I'm selfish because feeding my kids is not selfish. I have hairstylists who are going hungry because they would rather feed their kids. So, sir, if you think the law is more important than kids getting fed, then please go ahead with your decision. But I'm not going to shut down the salon. In response, he found her guilty of civil and criminal contempt of court. She was sentenced to seven days in jail, one for each day her salon was open after the court ordered her to close, fined $7,000, $1,000 for each day her salon was open. She'll continue to be fined $1,000 for every day her shop is open until Friday. Texas is allowing hair salons to reopen on May 8th, so the jail sentence was nothing more than petty power tripping, this article says. Yeah, it's- He's up for this judge is up for re-election on November third, so hopefully Texans will vote for him after this shameless power play. There's a GoFundMe for her, which is good. Um, I got a feeling she's going to get some new clients after this too. And I think he might be not sitting there for very much longer. Uh, you never know. I mean, I don't yeah. know what kind. Of, if it was Austin, I'd say there's no chance we're getting rid of him. So he's going to lock a citizen of the United States up for trying to feed her kids. Whereas the the Democrats and left generally um, are railing against separating parents from their kids at the border, right? And we're letting criminals out of jail, right? So you, how dare if this would have been illegal, an illegal immigrant, um, you know, shirking some law, and the, and the judge would have said, uh, "Yeah, I'm taking you away from your kids for seven days." Do you know what the outrage would have been? Oh God, yeah, would have been. But this is an American citizen, so it's okay. You know, what would be funny is if Trump pardoned her. And you know what? This was a black woman and a white judge. I'm just kidding. It was the other way around. Yeah. It's a black judge and a white woman. So there's not going to be any stink about race. Yeah. <laughs> it wouldn't it be awesome, though, if Trump pardoned her? He should. No, he shouldn't. That's that's a blatant abuse of you, pardon But, but if, he, if he did it, like, as a um, – not officially, he just brought it up. Yeah. You know how he says like, things? If it's just like, you know, maybe I should think about pardoning her. Yeah, yeah. Like that. That's how I'm – that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Like, that, nah, not, just not official. Because that but. judge is a piece of shit. How's that? He is a piece of shit, and he's yeah. and he's full of himself, and he's he's upset because someone's defying him his unconstitutional fucking attitude. You, you sounded, haven't he, sounded to me like he was mansplaining. This her. fucking judge has no more right to tell her that she can't open her business than the fucking governor has. Did you mean to make the white power symbol there? With the the OK the symbol. OK sign. Yes. That's only because that judge is black, right? Yeah, exactly. So that was one story, which should be infuriating to anybody. And the other one you have is from Texas too, right? Yeah, there is. Uh, this one's a little bit different. So, um, a Texas bar owner, uh, bars closed. Texas SWAT team confronts and arrests six heavily armed men who are protecting a bar owner who defied the state's stay-at-home orders to reopen her business. Tense standoff in Texas between cops and six heavily armed men who are protecting a bar owner. Um, ends in arrest. The bar owner, Gabrielle Ellison, 47, was arrested after she tried to reopen Big Daddy Zane's bar in Odessa on Monday evening. She claimed that she wanted to reopen it as her employees are struggling, and she's been paying them with no help from the Paycheck Protection Program. Strip club. Well, Governor Greg Abbott has allowed stores, restaurants, and movie theaters to reopen at 25% capacity. Bars must remain closed. Makes no fucking sense to me. Liquor stores can stay open. Seven men. Oh, you don't understand why? 
<laughs> I don't. Let me explain it to you. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Okay. Seven men were who turned out to support and protect Ellison were also arrested. Six of the men were armed with guns. The men belonged to an organization named Open Texas, whose members travel across the state, boosting the call for reopening and non-essential business. Um, so if you see any of the video of this, um, yeah, the SWAT showed up with a fucking tank. As an, an APC. Armored vehicle. Yeah. I mean, basically. Uh, militarized, basically. Yeah. And these guys gave no fucking fight. They put their hands up, put the guns down, got arrested. Um, they never should have been there, those guys. Those for, for one, they said they arrested him, which is bullshit. The reason they said they arrested him wasn't for defying the lockdown or whatever. They said it's because they had weapons at a bar, which is bullshit because I think from what I saw, these guys were not in the bar. Right. It's private property they were on. Which they're right. allowed to carry on. Yeah. They but were not a, in the bar, yeah. which is against the law. So, but they're trying. The cops are trying to say that. But the fact these guys just basically gave up their arms and were 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 arrested. I, I, they never should have been there in the first place. If you're not willing, if you're going to show there with show up there with full battle rattle and your fucking you know your whole you know larping your military gear and have your weapons out, you better fucking be goddamn ready to use them. Because if you think it's important enough to show up there armed to protect that business from 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 the fucking state, then you better be willing to to use them. So you're promoting a black flag. I'm effect. saying no. I'm saying don't do this. I'm here and shoot the cops from you. <laughs> no. Why are you winking? <laughs> I'm saying it was dumb to show up because if you thought it was important enough to have arms and to protect her with arms against the state. Then, if it was that important, then you never should have complied, and you should have fought. And I'm, I'm, I'm not saying do that. I'm saying don't fucking right. show up. Don't with, play at it. That, this is a, makes you look like a fucking retard. It makes you look like a pussy. It makes you look like larpers. Don't do this shit. Don't talk shit at bar closing unless you're ready to get. In yes, fight, is what you're saying. Yeah. So it's silly. It makes you look bad. It makes everybody look bad. I agree. I also think it is way over the top. For the cops to show up in an ABC. That too. Absolutely. I'm not giving... That is yeah. that exactly the wrong play. Because that is fodder for all of the wrong people. Yep. And by wrong people, I mean the people who are ready for the boogaloo. And, and here's the thing. I actually would have respect for them if they would have said, no, she's not shutting down. No, we're not getting arrested. Turn around and leave to the cops. I would, I would respect that. I don't want to see that. Obviously, I don't want to see that happen. But I would have had respect for that. I'm still hearing you saying shoot the cops. No, I don't. <laughs> this is a hard thing to talk about. You know, it's like a hard line to take because there's principle involved here, you know, because the whole point of the Second Amendment was to, to stand up against the tyranny of the government. And this is right here. Right now, what we're seeing is um, that. They're, the governments are all veering right now, especially all the Democratic governors, Democratic um, people in power are veering towards tyranny, even though everybody's talking about Trump being a tyrant. This is what's happening. And if you think this is tyranny, it's just like an abortion. You know, somebody who believes abortion is murder. You know, if you if you go against somebody, I can respect that position, even though I don't want to see it happen. I don't want to see people killing abortion doctors. I don't. That's crazy. I don't want to see it. But I can respect the idea that they think that's murder and they're going to stand up for it and stop it. What you're saying is have the courage of your convictions. Yeah. So if you're going to say you're going to do it, do it. But otherwise, don't do it. And I'm saying right now, at this point, don't do it. <laughs> because yeah. right now, we don't. it doesn't justify. Stop winking. It's not, <laughs> it's not justified at this point is what I'm saying. I'm saying there's other recourse you can take. There's still, even if you're you think you've been wronged by the state, there's still recourse. We might be able to get 
like lawsuits and win those lawsuits, mm-hmm. there's if this isn't the end right here, you know. But if it was, if we got to that point where like there's there's no other way, yeah, then you'd be justified. But right now, there's other ways to fight this, so don't do this. And this is coming from like, like it's weird coming from a guy wearing a boogaloo t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I'm waiting for the big igloo. That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> you can't say that. You can't say what you said. That's that'll get you banned. It will. Yes. Okay. So well, what bi- if I'm talking about the big igloo? I'm talking about the Latin dance form from the 70s and 80s. Mm. So if you ban let's just call it the jitterbug. I'm ready for the jitterbug because that way, if you do it, if if you ban it. I'm yeah. talking about Latin boogaloo. Jitterbug. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, George. The jitterbug. <laughs> uh, that way, if you ban it, then you're racist. I don't think I was real eloquent you in my in the way I was talking about this because it is kind of a sticky wicket. Because I because I respect. I understand f- what you're saying. The idea behind it, I just don't want to see bloodshed from this, either from the cops overreacting and the government sending fucking SWAT teams with armored vehicles. Well, it's like Marnie and Michelle's protests. I don't understand the guys there with their AR-15s. Yeah. It's just not necessary. There's there's nobody trying to crack down. They have anything. every right. I'm not saying they don't have the right, no, but it's I, not necessary. Yes, I get it. Exactly. But what you want to do in that case... You know, protect yourself from any Antifa people or anything like that. You can do with a handgun that's concealed. Yep. You don't need to make a exactly. big show. Of this is a that's a statement. And so let's let's not raise the temperature on this until we have to raise the temperature on this. Right. You know, if if uh, 150 cops show up in riot gear and start throwing people down, and stepping on them, and putting zip ties on them, then you can think about that. Stuff. Yeah. So when I go, what if if I were to go to a protest right now in Minnesota? Like, let's say I was going to a protest for a business that wants to open and I want to show my support. I wouldn't go armed. Now, people go, well, yeah, but then you're not protecting yourself from from possible, you know, you never know. Maybe a guy is going to show up from the left, you know, a crazy guy with a gun and you won't be able to protect yourself. He said, yeah, probably. Um, but, you know, I, I'm not there to pick a fight with the cops, you know. Mm-hmm. And if I end up having a confrontation with the police and I get arrested, I don't want to be that guy where, you know, some something's misconstrued. And next thing you know, they're, you know, they're you know, shooting me or, or uh, you know, you don't talk about it. Say like you don't want to escalate a situation unnecessarily. Um, if I did show up and have my gun, like you said, it would be concealed and it wouldn't be for confronting the police. Right. It would be for protecting me and my family and everybody else from a bad guy, which is not the police at this point. They could be eventually if they get to that point where they're, you know, the the brown shirts for the government. But that's not – we're far away from that right now. Why are you pumping your fist? <laughs> Why am I doing one of these? <laughs> describe what I'm doing. <laughs> don't, don't, don't. Don't describe it. <sighs> All right. Would you rather – would you like to – would you rather? Would I rather do some would you rathers? Would you rather do some would you rathers or go into the next story? Let's do some would you rathers. All right. All right, Rooster, would you rather live in the poorest country or the coldest country in the world? Ooh, I hate being cold, but I hate being poor even more. <laughs> I would say... Uh, it's an easy one. I would say cold. I'd rather live in the coldest country. Yeah. If it's not the poorest. But what if it's the second to the poorest country in the world? What if, what but if the, the poorest country is very warm. What if the coldest country is the second poorest, is what you're saying? Yes. Yeah, that's, <laughs> I might go for being warm. A tropical paradise, but the poorest country. You know, the worst thing is I was going to clean my car out the other day. And I, I, you know, 
have it in the driveway and I'm going, yeah, I should just start cleaning it out so I can go in and get it detailed and all that stuff and get the just cleaned up. And I'm like, it's like 55 degrees though. You know, <laughs> I just don't want to. <laughs> and, and no, it wasn't, it wasn't being lazy because I can be lazy when it's hot. But no, this was legitimately like, I just, I just don't want to be out there when it's like that. So. All right. Would you rather be a white collar criminal or a blue collar worker? Uh, it's an easy one for me. For me, there's nothing wrong with being a blue collar worker and a white collar criminal. I mean, you live high on the hog for a while, but you always get caught. Right. So yeah, blue collar worker. Yeah, there's dignity, dignity in any work. So if you're doing it honestly, nothing wrong with that. Live, live within your means. It's fine as long as you're not in the poorest country on earth, the poorest, coldest country on earth. You're fine. Why are you winking? <laughs> you said nobility. Your face twitched a little bit. <laughs> Uh, would you rather know all of your government secrets or keep things as they are? Oh, I mean, I likes me some secrets, but I, I would be worried that I would hear stuff that would just terrify me, that I would never sleep again. Yeah. I don't quite get the question because you knowing all government secrets would still keep things as they are because nobody believe you anyway. No, but I think it's just like. Hey, you'd find like out. everybody knows government secrets. No, you'd find out what happens, and you'd be like, you know, if they said, "Okay, look, we're going to tell you this stuff," but you can never. Oh, tell I assume it else. anyway. So, but I mean, if they're just like, "Here we go," I assume the worst anyway, so it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, but it makes me think of there was this. Uh, I saw this documentary on Truman once, and you know, after FDR dies, and uh, Truman takes office at the end of World War II, and they go, "We kind of got to show you this thing we've been working on." Okay. <laughs> and it's a bomb that can destroy like a whole city. And Truman's right. like, what? And they go, yeah, we got a couple of them. And, uh, and we're, we're not sure, but it might cause a chain reaction that destroys the atmosphere. Yeah. I think at that point they had tested that. In the okay. <laughs> but, <laughs> right. but they're just like, you know, and we're, th and he's just sitting there going, oh my God, you can what? <laughs> yeah. It's going to, it's going to kill like a hundred thousand people yeah. and just boom like that. What, what happens? Oh, it, it basically cooks most of them instantly, you know, and he's just like going, whoo, and they go, so we dropping this or what? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, and that's just one thing. And then he was the vice president and he didn't know it. I mean, imagine all the stuff the vice president knows that you don't, that they, and the stuff they still keep from him, you know? What was I, that? I don't know. It sounded like a, sounded like a beer. Um, yeah, uh, I was going to do another one, but this one's pretty funny. So I'm going to, I'm going to do this one. Uh, Rooster, would you rather have a foreign exchange student live with you for a year or host 10 homeless people for Thanksgiving? Where's the foreign exchange student from? <laughs> Germany. Is she hot? It's a he. <laughs> Is he hot? <laughs> now, um, I don't know. I mean, I've had, I've, I've had a foreign exchange student from Germany. Really? Yeah. You and Klaus, were you tight? Yes, Klaus. <laughs> Freddie was his name. We went to the we went to the Grand Canyon together. Is that a euphemism or something? It was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> Answer the question. <laughs> we have ways of making you talk. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you know, there was a lot of drama, a lot of problems. Do I, do I have to host the uh, Do I have to host the twelve homeless people at my house, or just host them for Thanksgiving? I'm assuming it's at your house. Okay, no foreign exchange student. No homeless people are gross. 
Is that why you're always punching them? <laughs> uh, no, I'm not, co- no comment. Yeah. Not, I don't punch homeless people. You don't? No. I punch hobos. It's the difference. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> okay. No, the, uh, can you imagine, honestly, uh, 10 homeless people in your home on Thanksgiving? Now, if you could pick and choose the ones that you'd have at your home, you'd probably end up getting a, a – it'd probably be workable. It'd probably be okay. But if you just had randomly someone go, um, you know – here, here are the 10 people are dropping Boom, off. here they are. It would be a fucking nightmare because you get a lot of fucking scabs. You get a lot of pieces of shit involved in there. Yeah. And then it would be, you know, it'd be pissing on the carpets, shitting in your boots, uh, doing drugs with your kids, all kinds of shit. And that's just they're from Germany. That's within five, for first five minutes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, no thank you. Okay. All right. <laughs> Let's move on. All right. Uh, you wanted to talk about some hypocrisy on the left. Yes, I did. And of, of course, it involved COVID, the Wu flu still, which is Racist. what I'm calling it. Yeah. Um, so. <laughs> okay, the Wu flu. Yeah. Well, that's what on all the show notes. I don't know if you read the show notes when I put them on. I, you put show notes out? I do. <laughs> yes, I, I read very them. Hard. I read yeah, them. I, I, I never put COVID. I put Wu flu. <laughs> For um, Coronavirus, bitch. So. I got to go to my show topics tab here. Um, let's start with the hypocrisy of that professor. Well, we did mention the mayor of New York. Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. Well, we might as well move on to the, both Cuomo's. Yeah. So, Mar- and, Ma- not Mario. Andrew. Andrew Cuomo was doing the thing where he was in his basement the whole time and he was making a whole. Made a, a big rigmarole about how he was dealing with the uh, with the isolation of being. But he mentioned the fat tire bike guy who actually had a police report filed. And we talked about this before yeah. that showed he wasn't in quarantine the whole yeah, time. He, he was saying he was. He went to his another property that's getting built for him that's in the process of. That's being, where the guy saw him. Yep. And he wasn't wearing a mask, and he was with two other adults and, like, three or four kids. Assuming it's his family. Well, not two other adults. Well, I mean, it was his with wife his family and, and somebody and else, somebody like else. a friend or something. But the whole time he was saying he was quarantined in his basement, so he's doing the walking out of his basement. Yeah. The big, oh, you know, just yeah, Even after this happened, this even yeah. after this came out, he they had the big production where this is the day I'm, I'm out of quarantine. I can finally breathe the fresh air and come out of my basement. And didn't Tucker say he went to a gym too, or am I? Guessing? Yeah, he he had been uh, he had been going to a gym, um, and no, his his brother, uh, Governor Cuomo, had yeah. been going to a gym. So I didn't I didn't know about that, but yeah. I do know he was given that his brother was given that whole lecture about you know wear a mask and you're putting people in at danger. And Tucker points out in his in the video. He's sitting next to people the whole time. He's not wearing a mask. Yeah. There was a statement put out about the gym going. I think it was for Cuomo, uh, Governor Cuomo. I can't Mario. I can't remember which one, but the statement came out said that it's very basically very important for him and his family's health. That's De Blasio. Oh yeah, that's right. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah. I am getting them all mixed up because they're all so fucking full of shit, and they're all doing basically the same thing. De Blasio is just a whole another level. So De Blasio has been going to the gym. Mm-hmm. And he's un- unapologetic about it. And they said, well, he needs to for his well-being, for him and his families. It's a big part of their well-being to go to the gym. 
Motherfucker. Yeah, you don't get that. Yeah. So you know he's see he's important and therefore his well being is important. And then someone, a, a person from the left, recorded him in Brooklyn. In Brooklyn, taking a trip to wife. a to a park that was more than ten miles away from his home, um, taking a little stroll. Uh, saying you live in a park. Yeah. Go saying hike why there. are you there? This is the definition of of un um, of uh, unnecessary travel. Yeah. And yeah. and he of course wouldn't respond because he knows he's fucking wrong, but he doesn't care. And that's the thing is, even when they get caught now, they just don't seem to care. Like that wall-eyed bitch, the uh, the mayor of Chicago. Is that what it is? Is that officially her name? Yeah, I don't even care to know her name. I just picture her fucking retarded face. Yeah, but she's unapologetic face. about it. She was just about looking. everything. Well, and, and, then, uh... and and they don't they don't seem to have any kind of care when even for optics. Right. They don't give a shit. About it because they know they've got their fucking voting base just dialed and locked in. Yeah. Um, and then there was uh, – what was the other one I was going to mm. bring up? This guy, uh, Professor Neil Ferguson. Oh, yes. He's so, he's the crown jewel of this whole he, thing. Yeah, he's the government coronavirus scientist that basically everybody was, based, yeah, based their fucking models was. on. Here's an article from um, The Sun UK. Locked out. Professor Neil Ferguson resigns as government coronavirus scientist after breaking lockdown rules to meet his married lover. But this was multiple times. This was the guy. She's pretty good looking too. This was the guy that they um, that they were sort of taking their lead from. He was the yeah worldwide. Yeah, I mean he's the Anthony Fauci of yeah. of uh, England, and well, they're all taking their lead from. Yeah, him. his advice led to Boris Johnson putting the UK in lockdown. I mean, this guy is big. But you come to find out that not only is he sleeping with a married woman at his place when he knows he has coronavirus. Well, had. I no, mean, he was 12 yeah. days into his yeah. 14 days. But he assumed he was. Uh, that woman immune. went. That woman went back home to her husband and two kids. Yep. And all that happened to this guy is he had to fucking resign. Yeah, he's a government scientist. He's 51. He allowed the woman to visit him at home during the lockdown while lecturing the public on the need for strict social distancing to halt the spread of the Wu flu. Uh, Antonia Stats, 38, lives with her husband and their children in a, now they say the 0.9, what's that, what's the British pound? 1.9 million pound house. Who cares? That's a, that's an expensive house. Yeah. Um, Professor Ferguson leads the team at Imperial College London that handed a bombshell piece of research to the government that said failing to take drastic action would cause 250,000 deaths and overwhelm the NHS. Uh, it was a hammer blow to the government's initial hopes of defeating the virus by building herd immunity. But despite his support for nationwide lockdown, Professor Ferguson failed to follow social distancing rules himself. Just last week, he warned lifting the lockdown too early would risk an additional 100,000 deaths. On at least two occasions, Ms. Stats traveled across London to see the government scientist. Her first visit on March 30th coincided with a public warning by Professor Ferguson the lockdown measures would need to stay in place until June. She made a second trip on April 8th, despite telling friends she suspected her husband, an academic in his 30s, had coronavirus symptoms. Professor Ferguson accepted... He had made an error of judgment and took the wrong course of action. Uh, he told the Telegraph, I have therefore stepped back from my involvement in whatever group he had, you know, involvement in. Act, I acted in the belief that I was immune, having tested positive for coronavirus and completely isolated myself for almost two weeks after you, developing symptoms. Do you know what made him immune? 
hubris. Virtue. Yes. I deeply regret any undermining of the clear messages around the continued need for social distancing to control this devastating epidemic. It's just devastating. This, this guy, honestly, he should be grateful he lives in a polite, civilized society. Yeah. If he lived in a third world country, do you know what they do to him? Put yeah, they uh, stick a tire around him, set it on fire. They'd storm his house and pull him out of it. Mm-hmm. And I'm not sure they shouldn't. What an uh, absolute way, this, piece of shit this guy is. Antonia Stats or Stats or whatever she works for uh, Avaz A V A A Z, which is the largest and most powerful online activist network, uh, according to the Guardian. And it's based in America and launched in 2007. It promotes global activism on issues such as climate change, human rights, animal rights, poverty, conflict, and... Racism? Corruption. Ah. So. Yeah. She's a piece of shit, just like him. Well, yeah. Uh, supposedly, they say that the she and her husband live together with two children but are understood to be in an open marriage because how can we shame people for having different lifestyles everything's just as valid as everything else open marriages that's a good thing well you know she's virtuous i think it's stupid but that's between them but would her husband how would her husband feel like if she came home with like uh syphilis or something like that yeah you know I mean, not the same thing. If it's the but. existential threat it's supposed to be, this guy would be way way more paranoid about this. Mm-hmm. He knows he knows the bullshit of it, just like everybody else. Just like Fauci and everybody else know. This is why it would be a good thing that I would never be, like, in power. Because I think, you know, you always think of yourself and go, look, I could be a good I'd leader. I'd be a benevolent dictator. I could be, you know, I honestly think I'd be fairly benevolent, but I would see things like this and be like, go get that guy. Mm-hmm. You know? And I'd, and I'd, I'd delight in it. Guy, I, uh, I would. Uh, I think I'd have that guy beaten. Yeah, yeah uh, just uh, execution would be would be too good. Yeah, I mean, you too want easy. Him, you want him to survive. You just want to be in a lot of pain. Yeah. So, um, you know, we mentioned De Blasio's thing. Did you also hear his comment about how Trump is backstabbing New Yorkers? Because in this next round of of PPP, they want to do or whatever stimulus or whatever. Uh, Nancy Pelosi is stalling to get blue states with pension problems. So Michigan because of Detroit, Illinois because of Chicago, New York because of New York. They have all these public pension funds that are going to run dry. Right. And they can't afford to pay them. They want to have that part of the stimulus money. So you'll get your $600 check, but we're going to bail out all these states. And Trump's going, no. And Mitch McConnell's saying, don't even bring that shit in here. We're not doing it. As a matter of fact, we got to be done with all the stimulus shit. We yeah. have to. And McConnell is saying, "Hey, and we have to, we have to protect employers from being sued by this stuff." And you know, the Democrats are saying, "No, we're not going to do that. If somebody puts you into uh, bad working conditions and makes you work, dude, we're we're past that stuff. Yeah. People are going to have people and are going to be like, you don't. Ha- they're not making you work by then point. You don't have to go back to work. And that that reminds me. Of, so Matt Kersenson did a video on this too about." Um, Snitching, yeah, the snitch, the snitch lines, and how it's actually oh, public. Was... So when you when you fill out these reports to snitch on your neighbors, you have to in check Missouri. A, in Missouri, you have to check a box saying I un- fully understand this is public record, and people did. And then there's one guy that decided, okay, let's find out who did the snitching, and, and there's a there's a law that says he it's has, a, it's has called the Sunshine Law. Yeah, has every every right to get that. So he got all the access, and he and and people call this doxing. 
you know, when you put up people's names and addresses for doing opinions that you don't it's like. Private information. Here's the problem: it's it's not right because they signed they a signed document with, yep, saying same. this. Not only did it say it's public information, it said this this information can be released to anyone who asks. Yep. And they were like, okay. And then some people put in the comments, but I don't want my information released. Too late. Here's the thing, though. A lot of this was um, employees snitching on their employers, like saying, yeah, my employer's opening up and uh, I don't He's think it's right. forcing me to work. And, and most of them are basically the snitch didn't have anything to do with anything because these employers, these employers had every right to bring them back to work because they were, they were basing it on that uh, stimulus. So they're, they got the stimulus for that said, hey, bring your workers back and you don't have to pay back this money. So they're like, okay. So they started telling their, employee, their employees, hey, you have to come back to work. And the employees are like, oh, I don't want to come back to work. I'm making more money setting my ass. And so they were the ones that were, a lot of them were the ones that were snitching on their employers. And that's public now. Well, there was one, one example Matt gave of a couple that went to a wedding venue to help plan their wedding and then turned in the wedding venue because they were still having food tastings. Crazy. For people who are coming in for yeah. the weddings. There was a, was a dad who told on a wedding venue too or something yeah. like that. It's just, look, just I, understand, I understand that workers need to be protected. We have laws for that. What we're trying to say is you can't sue someone because you got sick. Because what happens is you get someone who comes back who could have gotten COVID anywhere. And they're going to want to sue their employer. And their employer has to defend against every one of those, even if it's not true. Right. And so they're just saying, hey, we got to stop these frivolous lawsuits. And the Democrats are saying, nope, that's a non-starter for us. And if I was McConnell, I'd be like, you know what? We don't really want to give out more money. And uh, we certainly don't want to bail these states out. So if you're not going to stop these employers from being sued, then fuck you. We don't have a, we don't have a deal. All right. There's lawyers chomping at the bit for these lawsuits, too. So they need to, to halt this. No. Yeah, I think there's some uh, some of these ambulance chaser lawyers who are going to get hauled out and beaten too. Mm. Yeah, it's getting close to that point. I'm not a kill all the lawyers, but some of them got to go. <laughs> well, so. what do you call one thousand lawyers at the bottom of the ocean? Uh, what What did you? It's say? a good start. Yeah, good start. <laughs> so, um, the only other thing I want to throw in real quick, and then we should probably wrap it up, is uh, CBS got busted lying. Oh yeah, Project Veritas. Yeah, Project Veritas caught him. And, you know, I will admit, first, whenever I hear Project Veritas, I always go, okay, just, you know. I, they've been proven right more than. You're right. Uh, they have. They're done, legit. They've done some shady stuff, but they've they've broken some even bigger stories. And so what they did was yeah, they on found. On whole, they're legit. Yes. They found this, well, certainly more legit in this. So O'Keefe is the name of the Yeah, in this sense of. than uh, CBS was. So CBS was doing a story on people getting tested. And there were two legitimate people in line. They decided it wasn't enough, so they got extras to stand in line. Yeah, they actually asked the staff of the hotel or the hotel, the hospital, to come out and get in their cars and act like they were just people driving up to get tested. Yep. And then those people started complaining of Project Veritas yeah. that it was taking too long. Yeah. So Project Veritas was there undercover because they did have a whistleblower that told them that this kind of thing was happening. And they said, and I think the whistleblower knew that this report was going to happen. They said, they, I guarantee you they're going to do the same stuff here. So they, they brought in a person undercover and interviewed the nurses and stuff. And the nurses, the nurses and the, the staff that were told, hey, get in these cars and act like you're part of these. They weren't happy about it. They didn't want to be doing it. Right. You know. But so when CBS got caught, you know what they said? Oh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did it. You know, whatever. 
It's just not a big deal. And moving on, <laughs> basically. Just like if you lie about shit that doesn't matter, you know, wouldn't it be better to report that and say, hey, there's only a couple people so online. What, we want testing done. So go ahead and get yeah, done. Yeah. What was the reason for doing that? What was the reason CBS wanted to inflate the numbers of people waiting to get tested? Well, and we talked about this beforehand about how I'm not, I'm loath to buy into conspiracy theories. Right. I think this is a... And I'm more and more open to them. This is an... And so that's me saying this. Yeah. I think this is an anti-Trump thing. Yeah. I think we. this is the people can't get tested. You know, there's all these people. Yeah, he's not. He says he's them. doing a good job, but he's not. Because look at this is ridiculous how long these people have to wait. And they're, they're, they're not prepared for this. The Trump administration is just not giving these hospitals what they need. Yeah. That's that's the attitude. And so they're open to making up shit and, and just making that their perception is reality and they know that and they they know how to make people perceive things a certain way especially dummies dumb fucking dummies big dumb dummies well tim pool's got his theory is on why youtube and everybody is shutting down all of these things that aren't from legit sources and they're basically having to admit that trump's team is winning the internet when it comes to this stuff. They're way ahead of them. They won the internet for the elections. Right. And and they don't want that to happen again. No, they're, so they're, they're desperate. Doing, they're doing everything yeah. they can. And did you see the Trump ad that just came out about what a great job he's doing and everything? No. It's got a clip from Cuomo in there basically going, oh, they're doing an awesome job. And you just know Cuomo's sitting there at home going, that fucking guy. Well, what's the uh, uh, California mayor that's Gavin Newsom. Gavin Newsom said some good shit too. I bet you that was in there. I'm sure it was, but I I got uh, I heard Cuomo's voice on it, and I mean it's true. At the time he was saying it, they didn't take the clip out of context or anything. Well, this reminds me of the 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 censorship and the the fact that the left is struggling, but they're like going they're like going balls to the wall to get to to try to reassert their control, and a lot of this is uh, Susan whatever fuck from YouTube. Wiki Wiki is what Matt calls her, um, like saying that we're going to shut down any information that we deem, you know, um, unreliable, unreliable sources. sources. So anything. And, and the funny thing is, everything's unreliable. Everything. Fauci's unreliable. Well, you should. The, you, the World Health Organization's unreliable. They contradict themselves constantly. You should assume every source is unreliable. Yeah. So yeah. I just somebody just sent me a video today. Um, from a woman that was talking about all the hinky shit Fauci has been involved in over the years. And yeah, the guy's been in five fucking administrations. He's got his his fingers in every fucking pot when it comes to this kind of stuff. And, you know, conspiracy or not, this is stuff that's interesting that people have a right to know. Yeah, absolutely. And there a video, a documentary came out from a woman that was in, did spend some jail time um, for you know, speaking up and says she didn't do anything wrong and had a gag order on her and finally got the gag order lifted and want to talk about the bullshit that, uh, that, that he's pushing on people or has pushed. And it was interesting. Um, and the person sent me that and I go, you well, get people to watch it as fast as possible. Cause it won't be on here for very much longer. And sure as shit before I even got home, it was, it was deleted off of YouTube. But the problem and, is everybody yeah. sends that stuff out. So everybody's got, well, that's the thing. I was able to find it again on YouTube because somebody mirrored it and posted it again. And when they posted it again, what I did is I've got a program that down, downloads YouTube videos. I downloaded it to my computer. I have it now. So even if they ban it and like keep getting rid of it, I'll have it. But let's say you put something out there on YouTube that gets a hundred thousand views. And it's something super controversial like that. And YouTube shuts it down. You know, of those 100,000 people, if 1% of them did that and saved it, there's 1,000 copies of it out of yeah. there. If, if 1% of that 1% uploads it again, that's 100. Yeah. 
and then you do the same thing again. And it that's only has what to we get hope will level. happen. And the thing is, maybe but that's what is happening. And I didn't get a chance to fully watch it. I watched it while I was working, so I was like, you know, in and out. So I don't, I, I don't have a full grasp of what it was saying. But you know, I want to go back to it, and that, which is what pissed me off when I found out it was gone. I knew it was going to be gone. Um, but what, when they do stuff like that, they take someone like me that wants to, you know, keep an open mind, but not so open my brain falls out. Um, but they make me more and more into a conspiracy theorist. I, I, I more and more go, okay, if you are trying to censor us so fucking hard, there's got to be truth to it. And it might be all bullshit, but the fact that you're so fucking scared of it, then you're you're making it seem more legitimate than it might have otherwise been. Well, and this, this is what I'm saying. If you're lying about stuff that doesn't matter, if they say it's not a big deal, it's not even true, blah, blah, blah. Okay, then let me watch it. Me if they it. wouldn't have been hyped up to to to, um, to censor it, like... Even before they censored this video, they were talking about censoring videos just like this. So I actually already in my mind is thinking, okay, well, this video is going to be censored, so there must be something to it. Normally, if they wouldn't have done that, I would have seen a video like this and go, like 50-50. I'd have been like, some of this sounds like conspiracy shit. And I'd have moved on to the next thing. I wouldn't have thought twice about it. But now I'm really focused on this, and I'm thinking there's got to be something to it. So they're fucking themselves by doing this. Yeah. Well, let them. Yes, yeah. I'm. I don't know. I, I'm fine if those guys go down. I really am. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, we've gone over. So, if you want to get in contact with us to uh, tell us what an awesome job we're doing, or say fuck off, or give us an idea, it's email is rooster at breadandcircusespodcast dot com or crow at breadandcircusespodcast dot com. Check us out on Facebook, like, comment, share, do all that stuff, and uh, we'll appreciate any topic ideas you have. See you, bye.